I'm Nick Nitro, and with me is... Jenny, Jerome Wetzel, Romy, whatever you like. Can I call you Jerry? It's what I like. No. Okay. No, you cannot call me Jerry. Damn, okay. Have you been saving that for like a month? I have been saving that for a month. I've been very excited about the Jerry thing. Before we get started, though, with what a great episode we have in store for you, let us first uh, give a little FYI about our uh, sponsors of the show. Our sponsors are Pack Rat Comics, found here in Columbus, Ohio, in actually the city of Hilliard, off of Latimer Street, packratcomics.com. Check them out. They're a great family-themed and family-owned comic book store. They have their own fun podcast called The Pack Rat Show, so check them out. Jack, Jonathan, and the gang... It's a great show. It's hilarious, and it's where I get all my comic reviews and news from, so check them out. Also, www.thetvking.com is where you can legally online stream your favorite shows, whether it be Over the Pond or right here in the States. You can also find uh, Chris, the purveyor of all TV, the TV King himself, on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash the TV King or just the username the TV King, all lowercase one word. And last but not least, if you're interested in a book... But in audio form, an Audible is the place for you. So episode 217 is very fun and it's very exciting because we have Jerome Wetzel Daly, a.k.a. Jimmy, back on the show. We're going to talk about some parenthood, some of the Walking Dead suits, bunheads, even the Finder. That's right, the Finder. We talk about a lot of different stuff and Parks and Rec. So sit back, relax, and listen to episode 217 of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. Warning! The podcast you're about to hear is very filthy. We say naughty words you would use as an adult anyway. It will cause you not to eat your vegetables, and your mom generally thinks it's a bad idea. Any moment of the show that has any similarity to the history of any person living or dead, real or fictional, to real events are entirely unintentional and coincidental. Unless we're specifically noted otherwise in the cast and crew credits, all celebrity voices are impersonated, and new celebrity has endorsed any aspect of the show. favorite shows have returned some of them have ended and we'll talk about some of those later but uh one of the shows that you and i uh had fun a lot of fun last season or last year talking about was uh and by the way uh we introduced him in the opening of the show but uh is jerome aka jimmy who does reviews for c42f jeromewetzel.com blog critics tv king is there anywhere else i have might have missed no i think that's it it's you write for so many places. Do you know? It's it's. It, I'm surprised if one day you literally have like ten different places you write for, and they'll well, be lost. not literally ten. What? But you, you're up to four now, aren't you? Four or five? Well, if, you, if you count my own blog, it's four. Because um, yeah, the TV King seat forty-two F and blog critics are the three that pay me to write. Yeah. So I mean, that's 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 pretty substantial. I, mm. I would think on that. So. Um, what the hell is that? Oh, the freeway ramps. They have those, like, dips to, like, wake you up if you're falling asleep. Oh, that's right. So for all our listeners out there who were not falling asleep, Jimmy has just helped you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm in the mobile studio, right on the street, even though we're not going to do any street stunts, driving in the rain home from work. That's true. 
You know, we never did do anything with that, and we planned for that. We never did. To do yeah, you've been talking about that since the No Name show, before it was even called The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. That's, that, that, you are correct. I mean, oh, God, we were... I remember. I don't remember what it was, but we were going to send you to like a CVS or a Walgreens ph- or some kind of pharmacy, and we were going to have you buy a uh, uh, because some of these places sell fruit and stuff. We were going to have, buy, have you buy condoms, Vaseline, and some kind of fruit. Uh, a cucumber. A cucumber or a banana, and we just I, we did that as a fraternity pledge. We did a scavenger hunt. We were. Um Pledging the fraternity, and one of the things on the scavenger hunt list was a receipt with a cucumber, condoms, and Vaseline all on the same receipt. Nice. Right. What, did, what did the did the lady say anything to you when you came out, or was it just like, oh, hey? I, I think another group got that on their list. I don't think I got it on mine. Oh man, because I don't remember doing it. Of course, right now I'd walk in the store and not blink an eye and do it, so it wouldn't really be effective these days. But back in the day, man, that would have embarrassed the hell out of me. Well, I, I think it's something that comes with age. I, I see. I, I think there's a part of me if I did it, I would feel a little embarrassed. But I don't think I'd make a big deal of it um, unless I was being recorded. Then I would try to ham it up a little bit for you know being mm-hmm. recording. But I, I, well, the I, fact that you're being recorded, like excuses it, I feel. Like, as soon as the shop person sees you're being recorded, it's like, oh, okay. It's definitely not for some kinky perversion. It's for stupid, perverted jokes. Right, exactly. Um, it's not for kinky, sorted perversion. But that, how do they not know that the audio is not for kinky perversion, which is maybe their mate, whoever they might be, girl or female, animal, whatever, is turned on by uh, someone going in and buying stuff and, and they're turned on by them being offended or just weirded out or going like, well, that's odd. Well, you know, odd audio porn is like the best porn ever. It, it is. not have that kind of porn? Like, I never have just about every kind of porn, but I've never encountered like odd audio porn. You know, there's a first for everything. I think tonight, I think right here, we've broken down the walls. We've broken the barriers. We've got a million dollar idea. We got, that's, you know what? Let's uh, get our web people on that, and we will we will break through those walls. Um, the good, the bad, and the kinky. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, you know what? That might be the name of of today's episode: the good, the bad, and the kinky. I think that should be a GBG presents mini series, and we'll just talk about dirty stuff for a few weeks. But but don't we talk about dirty stuff on the show all the time anyway? It's just in rant and tangent. A little bit, but not like in your face whole show. I mean, we may talk about it for a few minutes every once in a while, but it's not every episode. And the episodes we do touch on it, it's not a lot. That's it's, true. We're not Kevin Smith, right? Where he? T- yeah, I, I don't think I could. I don't think I could do that. I mean, I could do a whole show where literally every word I say is uh, fuck. Where it's like fuck, 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 fuck. Have you fucking fucked that fuck? Because I fucking oh, fucking I fuck do a whole show. That would be super boring. Oh well, no, of course. I, I mean, but I'm just saying, like that to me is as far as I can go. I don't think I could talk a whole show about really getting like dirty like that. Like I don't know. I thought Kevin would. I mean, I like the guy tremendously. I'm a big fan of his. But there was one point where he just started the way he would talk about how he was so self. He was so self-deprecating to the point. I'm just like. I don't think I'm, uh... Like, we get it. You're self-deprecating. Move on. Like, you know. Because every episode... I don't think I could do it every episode for years, but I think we could do a six-episode mini-series or something, and I'd be okay with talking about sexual stuff for six weeks. 
Oh, I, I think so too. We could have experts on the show. Um, I don't know who these experts experts would be. Porn stars. Por- yes, and you know, I'm sure they just would love to talk. I say with air quotes about all the amazing. Well, that's why we would not allow them in studio because we don't want the diseases. That's well, okay, sure. I mean, yeah, you're right. You're 100 percent right. We would not want all I the only. air quote diseases. Well, no, in California, I think it's a state rule that if you shoot porn there, you have to wear a condom. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure, but there's definitely, like, you have to be HIV tested every 30 days and a bunch of different stuff. Which, which I mean, I'm glad the porn industry has moved this far, but enough about porn. We'll save that for the Good, the Bad, and the Kinky miniseries that we are now apparently planning on working on. We should really do it. We should just talk about it. Let's do it. I, I'm all for it. It's like, I think this is a good plan. I'm totally for it. Let's go. Okay. Um, that's what today's episode is really. It's it's the prequel show of of uh, the Good, the Bad, and Kinky. Is anyway. So uh, one of the things that we really uh, uh, discussed in, in in tandem last year with was uh, the USA Network series Suits, and uh, you know we were both of the same opinion that the show is absolutely phenomenally fantastic, and. Uh, I, really? I don't think it's that great. Uh, no. Oh, really? Just kidding. I was, I was going to say, I was going to say, no way did you change your mind on that show. Uh, oh, man, it's fucking brilliant. I love it so much. Well, I was three episodes, four episodes behind as of, I think, Thursday of, or Wednesday of last week. And then... Uh, there only been four episodes this season, counting this week. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I've, I've that's how behind I was. Is I was completely behind. I watched like the, the you first. Didn't watch any of the season yet? What's well? No, I had, I have, but as of last Wednesday, I, I I'm sorry, I was three episodes behind. I saw the first episode back, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and after well, that, you were only two episodes behind last Wednesday. Yes, and so I, <laughs> well, whatever, you know, I'm episodes <laughs> behind. You know, math. What's it for anyway? Um, Do you know what I call two episodes behind based on my workload? Oh, yes, probably about Caught ten. Up. Ten, it will. Like, ahead of the game? That's true. Because I initially, I, I, I said, Jimmy, I was like, well, you know, we won't get into all of this here. I, I, I don't really feel like it would be prudent. But Jimmy's had a, a busy set of weeks here. And so I thought, well, surely, though, after his passing passionate argument for the killing we'll talk about the killing because that just had its season finale possibly series finale and i really wanted to talk about it and so i threw it out there i was like so you you good to talk about this and he's like no i'm so behind i i no, uh, no. i watched the season from here and that's it right and and then so i'm thinking okay well and then i mean we'll talk about these other shows that you you pitched me but you pitched me the finder and bunheads <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to illustrate just how poorly behind all them shows, but I really did take the last few days to catch up on some of those shows that I had, I got a few episodes seeing on my TV forever, and they were canceled a long time. I mean, Bunhead, I guess, was just canceled. The last episode's aired in, I think, March, so it's not that far away, but the finder is, like, aired over a year ago since it was canceled and went off the air. Right, uh, because uh, George, uh, who's the brother? Uh, the jo- Jeff Peterson or something like that. Josh, Jeff, Jeff Peterson is the robot from Craig Ferguson. Okay, Jeff, Jeff Schultz? something. Yeah, well, because he has a twin brother. 
he's the lead in, uh, or at least I think he is. If not, it's the other twin brother. He's the <laughs> damn the twins. other twin. Yeah, yeah, more than one twin. Right. Well, there can be. Uh, not in no, this guy's it would case. Be triplets or quadruplets. Oh, whatever. You know. You know, it's the same as two episodes behind. You know, my math is off. Uh, <laughs> uh, way to go, Nick. Wait, wait, to, wait. To, uh, but uh, I think because he's in the new show Enlisted, which is run by Mike Royce and Kevin Beagle. Um, that's that's what. And matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised that you probably get a, 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 a pilot of that here pretty soon if you haven't already. Um, but no, so and I'm just like the Finder man. I I watched that forever ago, and I can barely remember. I I sort of remember the show, and then Bunheads. I I, I was never into the whole. Uh, and I apologize. I'm not even going to remember her name properly. Um, Is it Yeah, the girl who did Gilmore Girls, and uh, so I, and I totally I totally understand why people loved Gilmore Girls though or I, I understand why when people explain it to me and so I understand her doing the new show really exciting and a lot of critics all you know loved it so it's just so if it's not on some of the big three networks sometimes I, I, we've discussed this before I, I, I tend to be a little bit more like eh passing of it if I don't feel the network has uh, has proven themselves previously and I feel ABC yeah. Family is that way ABC Family usually has one decent show on any given time, and then the rest of the programming sucks ass. I mean, it was Kyle XY for a while, and then I'm trying to remember what I watched before Bunheads. There was something between Kyle XY and Bunheads that I liked on it, but I can't remember. But yeah, it, it tends to only have like one good show at a time, and I love Bunheads because it really felt like Gilmore Girls came back for another season. That's it felt like a very, very similar show in terms of the writing, the dialogue patterns, the characters, the small town with all the unique individuals. Um, and so I really was sad that it was canceled. And it didn't end with any sort of closure at all, but it wasn't a big cliffhanger either. It was, it's one of those, like, serial shows that just kind of goes along. And so, like, there were some stories that tied up a little bit, but no, like, major things happened in the final episode. Man, uh, well, Gilmore Girls was sort of the same way for the, at least the first season, right? And then season two. Well, they usually had big season finales on Gilmore. Right. Well, and that would make sense too, because was it a WB show then turned into a CW show, or was it a CW show always? No, it was WB. Okay, because I I thought it was still around during the transition period. There. Uh, I'm not sure if it turned into CW or not, but it was definitely a WB show. And that brought us the lovely Laura Graham, Lauren Graham, for those who don't know anything about Gilmore. Well, now on Parenthood. Yeah. Well, you. Why did you say that? Like a little. You're like. Well, now on Parenthood. Like. Were you, no, no, I love Parenthood. I was gonna say. I was like, that show is just pure, pure emotional sap coming from our hearts, being forced. I am back so glad they have a full season this year, because it's been a couple years since they've got a full season order. They've been doing truncated seasons. Yes, they have. And I, I didn't know this, but during the press conference, apparently Jason Katniss's son in real life has Asperger's, um, which yeah. is where the son, the whole thing about Max comes in. And I figured it was from a, a personal story from one of the writers, but I didn't know it was from Katniss himself, which just even... Yeah. Oh, what were we going to say? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Ina Romano is returning this season as Hank, but his plot this season will be by and large with Max instead of with Sarah. 
Well, that's because I forget. Did they stay? Did they decide to stay together at the end of the season? Right? Not exactly. He moved to Minnesota or somewhere for his daughter. That's right. And asked her to move with him, but she was kind of on the fence. And I know that her plot this year may or may not involve him, but will definitely mostly focus on her being the landlord of an apartment building for her own little Melrose place. Okay. Okay. They said this season won't be about her romantic life. Her arc will not be. They may have bits in it, but that's not her main focus for once. Thank God, because no offense to Lauren Graham, but she can play more than the girl who's trapped in the weird love relationship that, you know... Well, I kind of hope that Ray Romano doesn't date her at all this season because it allows him to establish and grow his character in relation to other characters, make him even more vital into the show. And then if he gets back with her, then it's more like, oh, yeah, but it's not like he's all about her. I I, I hope so, too. I, I agree with that because I really... I really dig the hell out of Ray Romano, and uh, uh, and granted, I loved Everybody Loves Raymond, but um, you know, men of a certain age, man, freaking work. I mean, Showed his range. Yes, it did, and uh, to see him on Parenthood even further strengthen that, and uh, you know, uh, so any way that you can use Ray Romano in a, in a proper way, uh, such as that, I, I gladly will take it, and. Uh, the only thing that bothered irked me a little bit, though, was, um, and maybe, I, I'm not a big fan of the Julia character, but the whole possibly there's going to be like a, a love, or, you know, not a love triangle, but they might be getting a divorce, or they might have problems in, in their marriage, Joe and Julia. Uh, that yeah, just, they're bringing in a guy and a girl for each of them. Like, they're bringing in two new characters this season that will be interacting with Joel and Ju- Joel and Julia, and both of these characters could pose a threat to the marriage. Right, and and I I don't really care for that concept at all. I, I guess I, I don't. No. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because. Maybe it's because I, I've. And again, this is how some people, viewers are, I think, that they see an actor they really like, they'll follow them to the new show, or oh, they'll give the new show a shot. And I remember looking at Parenthood's trailers, and I'm like, I really don't like the how this is being presented, because I wasn't a fan of Brother and Sisters. And uh, Cadmus, I think, also did... I was a big fan of the first couple seasons of Brothers and Sisters. And that's technically, it, it's it's not the same show, but it's sort of wrong that same vein, I would figure. And that, at least that's how it was being pitched to me as a, as a viewer who was watching, like, you know, trailers and commercials for it, which is it's the new show. Parenthood is very similar to early Brothers and Sisters, but unlike Brothers and Sisters, they've managed to grow and maintain their quality. Whereas Brothers and Sisters just went further and further down over the last couple seasons. I mean, the end of Brothers and Sisters was god-awful. Oh. The last, like, two seasons were horrible. And I loved that show once upon a time. I watched it all the way through the end, and it started to kind of recover a little bit, but it was too little too late. Right, and and so I wasn't exactly biting at the bit to watch that show, uh, watch the Parenthood, but it had Dax Shepard, who uh, ever since Z- Zathura, I, I have eaten my hat on that one, saying, you know what, the dude can, I think he can act. I just think this is just the beginning of him showing us he can act. Uh, Peter Krause from uh, Six Feet Under, a lot of other people know him f- from Sports Night. I, at that time, had not really, though. And uh, you also have, of course, Craig T. Nelson, coach, polder guy. I mean, it's a freaking all, fucking all, amazing all-star fucking cast. And there so many people from Friday Night Lights, which was the series creator's previous series. 
Right. And, and that's a great... They're bringing on another new Friday Night Lights cast member this season. Who? I mean... Uh, Journey Smollett. I don't remember. Who's been on True Blood this year. Okay. I See, I haven't been watching True Blood. That was one of those shows I got into it for, like, maybe uh, a hot minute. And then yeah. when it came back on, not this year, but last season, I was like, um, okay, I'm done. Oh, no, this season's been phenomenal. With True Blood, it's, it's been great. But, um, no, not Loria, who's Amber's boyfriend on Parenthood, is from Friday Night Lights, and he's returning this year. Um, Patty dated Michael B. Jordan for a while, who was on Friday Night Lights. Max is babysitting that Crosby slept with was from Friday Night Lights. I mean, they've been lost with Friday Night Lights alumni over. Wasn't that Rose Byrne who was the the frightening Rose Byrne, the girl from Damages? No, uh, I don't know. She sort of looks like the baby, the girl who ended up being Max's babysitter or instructor. The babysitter um, was Gabby from. Uh, her name was Gabby on Parenthood, wasn't it? Yeah. She was Minka um, Kelly. Was her name? She sort of I, her and Rose Byrne always uh, for some reason like if I just quickly looking at them they throw me off and so I I always oh. get a little confused but um, but yeah uh, so uh, wow we've just completely completely derailed off topic uh, which is fine <laughs> uh, but what was the uh, the Finder yeah I just completely at both of those shows I was just like well I mean we can talk about them and we have though but I'm just saying like I, I, I'm surprised that, that those are the ones that you've been focusing on well the finally ended on a big cliffhanger I was very sad by that because you know a lot of times if a show gets canceled it's canceled it looks like it's going to be canceled I just delete it to save space because I got other things to watch but the finally really had a charm to it that I liked so I decided to and eventually get around to it. And, you know, I do wonder how they would have handled Michael Clark Duncan's death that the show continued. But, you know, it is what it is. It's over. There will never be any more, sadly. Yeah, which... Uh, well, I, you don't think that they might be able to bring him back on... Uh, 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 what's it called? Uh, Bones? Yeah. I mean, I, they could, and I wish they would, but I don't think they will. Now, do you even do you watch Bones anymore? Or yeah, oh yeah. Well, what? Because I know you. Because you, you are you have do have a, a significant workload. What are the shows that you do watch current? Uh, With without without me going. To tell you the shows I don't watch. Uh, wait, what? It would be easier to tell you the shows that I do not watch. But the, but there's a lot of shows that you do not watch. But there's a lot, a lot of shows that I do watch. I watch. No, I'm not talking about what you. Well, I'm not talking about what you watch in general. I'm talking about like without me saying, "Hey, can you catch up on on this or that?" I'm talking about shows with no, you know, like no matter what, even though you're not going to write an article on it uh, or whatever, like you will watch it within that week. Oh, uh, that's a very short list. The only shows that I watch on a weekly basis, unfortunately are usually the shows that I'm writing my weekly columns about. So as much as it sometimes frustrates me that I have to cover Glee or Once Upon a Time or Community every single week, it's good because I'm writing columns on those shows. Uh, And Walking Dead, too. Those are my four shows I weekly columns on, and those are the ones that I keep up with because I have to do weekly columns. I mean, other shows that I really, really love and wish I could keep up with would be like Grey's Anatomy, uh, Game of Thrones, 
Mm-hmm. The first tend to take a back seat because other things pop up, and then I end up watching like six episodes at once. That's okay because I, I always thought that, but I, maybe it's, it, maybe it was before you started taking the workload of, of writing the articles per you know per Glee or Once Upon a Time in Walking Dead. I knew that there was always like at least one show a week that you would like I, at the time I thought it was Community or Big Bang Theory. Like you would watch it when it aired, and you wouldn't always write a review for it, but you would always go, "Did you?" Because I would say, "Did you see this yet?" No. You see this yet? No. Uh, oh, but I did watch Big Bang Theory, or I did watch Community, and those were always shows that you... So I was wondering now, well, that was like a, almost well, a year and a half ago, though. Well, see, sitcoms are easiest for me to keep up with, and I know it doesn't make a ton of sense, because even though they're shorter, there's still, like, you know, a lot of them or whatever, but for some reason, it's easier for me to keep up with a sitcom than a drama, than an hour drama, and if my wife watches the show because she only watches a very small number of shows I usually keep up with those because she bugs me into watching them she, she'll always be like what do you have that I can watch and a lot of times it's like nothing you only watch like six shows or you already watched them but that's why like Big Bang Theory Modern Family New Girl Bob's Burgers I don't fall behind on those shows because she watches them with me that's, that's actually fascinating because I'm starting to sort of Possibly it might fall into that where uh, my significant other really likes uh, the newsroom. Oh, Parks and Rec. Morgan was not a Parks and Rec fan really until this season, or late last season, and she really got into Parks and Rec. Why was that? Was it because of anything in particular? or Just she actually sat and paid attention for an episode or two and cracked up. I think her first... A uh, character she fell in love with was Aziz Ansari's character. But then she started to like some of the other ones, too. Like, she likes April a lot. She likes Andy. You know what I mean? I agree with her. It's like everybody but Leslie and Anne are great. And now Anne's leaving the show. So, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't have Leslie in I feel like those characters are necessary, but they're not who I watch the show for. Does right. that make any sense? Oh, no, yeah, totally. Um, and, but Anne is leaving the show mid-season, so I don't know, like, leaves some room for some new players. I'm kind of excited. I hope they bring in some good ones. Although, I'm a little sad Rob Lowe's leaving the show. I don't really miss Anne, I don't think, but I'll miss Chris. Yeah, I, well, I, I don't watch the show at all. It's, and again, it's just, I just, I've had, I've tried getting through the first season and I can't do it. Because again, well, that season's not really good. You make it to season two, but, it really takes but, off. But here's the thing. Okay, I, I've said this before to other people too, and there's another factor here. My first factor is if you can't wow me, like okay, like I did not like Mad Men in the first season, but but it kept it. I kept watching because there was something there that I knew I'd like. With Parks and Rec, though, added on the fact that nothing was grabbing me to make me care for anything. The other thing was, and this is oh, nothing that Parks and Rec. There is nothing that Parks and Rec can do about this, and that is, I find uh, Leslie, the girl who plays Leslie, I find her not funny in the slightest. I don't find her entertaining. I, I she grates on me. There are some people who, like my mom, like she looks at Ben Stiller and she just goes, "He has done nothing good. He never will do anything good. His parents have done nothing good. He's not. I don't. I don't like him." And I go, well, how can you do the feel that way? Like, I've seen her, uh, Amy Poehler and stuff that she's done before. And I, 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 usually the movie will, like, 
Baby Mama. I hate that movie. I love Tina Fey. I hate Baby Mama. It's because of Amy Yeah, Baby Mama is a bad movie. Well, but even in like little two-second parts where she just walks in for like a line or two, it, it it's like nails on a chalkboard for me. And that's... Oh, so see, I like Amy Poehler and Saturday Night Live. I just sent her for Parks and Rec. And the reason I can get past her on Parks and Rec is, and, and this is what I think was better about season two onward, in season one, it really was the Amy Poehler show. And season two onward, it was the ensemble show. And Amy is still at the center of a lot of stories, but they really developed their supporting cast, and they have an extremely strong ensemble. Like, other than Amy Poehler and Rashida Jones, everybody else in there is constantly nailing it week after week. And and again, I'm not saying they're not nailing it. They're doing what the, a good job with their characters who are necessary, but oh, of course. they're not... That's not the draw of the show for me. Those aren't the parts of the show I like best. But there is something for just about everybody else every week. It's really, really been strong. And that's why you can get past the Amy Poehler stuff. Because it's I mean, the character. It's it's not... I'm not going to blame Amy Poehler. I'm going to blame the character. But you can get past the Leslie character because everybody around her is so funny and so entertaining. But this is why I'm saying I'm, I'm having a hard time with is that I just do not like Amy Poehler in general. So... Even though it becomes an ensemble thing, she's still there in the show, and I just still do not like her. And thus, she doesn't even work for the parks department anymore in the show. Well, I know she's like—is she a senator or is she a mayor or what? Is, what is she? She got city nominated. council. City council. So no, I, I understand that, but still, it's that, that has nothing to do with it. It's still the fact that I I do not like Amy Poehler. I do not like Green Eggs and Ham. Uh. I do not like them so much. But the difference is. <laughs> The difference is I've had these green eggs and I've had this green ham and I do not like it, Sam. I am, and uh, bad punning or rhyming aside, no, I, that's really the only thing. In that, I feel bad. I, I feel bad because there's a part of me that thinks that if you would take Amy Power out of the entire show, I would absolutely love Parks and Recreation because if you I, send me I think with you Nick would Offerman, love it anyway. If you could, if you can watch it enough to numb yourself to her. You know, maybe it's six episodes, eight episodes, ten episodes, whatever it takes. Well, Once you can numb yourself to her, you'll love the show. Well, Everything with, else about it. With that it is logic, fantastic. Jimmy, with that logic, if you would just, you know, numb yourself to the taste of unflavored beer, then, you know, you might get drunk quicker. Without You know what? I will give you an example of a show I hated the main character and watched it enough to numb myself to until I enjoyed it. And that was Sex in the City, because I cannot stand Sarah Jessica Parker. But oh, my God. I, I can't stand her. I can't stand the look of her. I can't stand her acting. I say that word loosely. And I know what you mean, because I'm sure she's a nice person, and I realize I'm coming across as a total dick right now. But when I started watching The Sex of the City, it was really hard to get past her. And then it just kind of numbed me to her, and I enjoyed it for the rest of the characters. And Parks and Rec is more of an ensemble piece than Sex and the City is. I mean, I know Sex and the City was ensemble, but it was still the Sarah Jessica Parker show pretty much the entire time. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I got past it. I got past it. I and it was know. a really fantastic show. 
And and this is why you're a better man than me, Jimmy. This is why you're a better man. One of the many reasons why I'm a better man. I'm just kidding. Hey, oh, hey. Now, well, I want to be clear too. I have never met Amy Porter, and I'm sure she's very sweet. And Tina Fey and others who talk about her. I'm sure Amy Porter is a great person because Indeed. if you look at her friends, if you look at her friends, her friends are all awesome. And I do want to point out too that she she's one of the individuals, even though I don't care for her or, or her comedy, I. I, I do feel that she's made great progress for other women in comedy, uh, not just Tina mm-hmm. Fey or, or Kristen Wiig, but she's one of that group that is like, you know what, fuck you, we're funny, just as funny as you, and but I mean, granted, I don't think she's funny, but... Did you watch the Saturday stuff when she did Hillary? Yeah, it is okay. I, again, uh, she was my least favorite part of those, because again, uh, I don't like Amy Poehler, like... Like, like, literally, she shows up. I my my whole my whole body just my brain shuts down of, of accepting anything. And again, that's a me Aww. thing, not her thing. Or it is her a little bit, but it's not on purpose. She's again, she has done nothing to slight me. I she has not wronged me in some way. Like you, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to be a dick, is what I'm trying to say. I, no matter what, though, I'm probably a dick. There's probably some people out there going to send me like you know Nick's. Sw- what the hell is that? Oh, getting out of your car? That was my yeah. That was my headlight beeping at me because I was getting out of my car. Okay, but yeah. So, um, well, we should probably talk about suits here. <laughs> Why? Are we, are we, did you want to talk about suits today? Yeah. Oh, I haven't watched it. No, I'm kidding. I'm caught up. I was going to say, I, I watched last night's, or whatever it was, Tuesday night's episode, whenever that episode was, that last one, I watched that yeah, one. Yeah, it was Tuesday. Yeah, I watched it too. I, okay, where do you, okay, for those who, we'll lay it out in general quick terms. The general show where it's at right now is that Harvey is feels betrayed by Jessica Pearson, who owns the firm along with Darby. It's Darby, uh, was it Darby Pearson? I think well, the firm is, is called Pearson Darby. He put his name second, right? Pearson Darby, even though he uh, he's the boss and Jessica's second, right? He has fifty one percent share of the stock now, but Harvey feels betrayed. He makes a deal with Darby that if he wins this case, this Hutchinson Oil or whatever it is, Hensington Oil case, Darby will make him controlling partner of the or make him a partner or make him uh, like he'll pretty much replace Jessica with him. Yep. And Ask Jessica and put him in charge. Right. Now I I feel that there is something more devious at play here and that when Harvey figures out what it is, it'll be one of those it, he's it's too late kind of things, but by season mm-hmm. end he will get Jessica back in place of power and and then the next season will be Jessica pretty much trying to screw Harvey over. You know, like she's like, look, I'm done. That, this is that I'm. I'm just calling. And I like to point out, I have a good track record. I love Gina Torres. Well, I do, oh, dude. I do too. I love her in Firefly and Serenity and Angel and wh- everything else she's been in. Hannibal, this right? But I, I, I gotta say that I, 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 that's how I feel it might go. Now, the, there's the other turn to this that I feel that. I ultimately really think that they're just going to build up Lewis to be the ultimate bad guy. And I hate no, that. that would be even worse than Jessica being the bad guy. I understand that, but this after this last episode, they have screwed poor Lewis over so hard. Oh, the whole Mike thing, where Mike was going to be his associate, yeah. and then I went back to Harvey, and it's one of those no-win situations where it's like, 
Mike has to go back to Harvey. If he doesn't, he's going to hurt Harvey in a way that Harvey won't forgive him for. But by the same token, going to Harvey at this point kills him in Mike's eyes, in Lewis's eyes. It was just a no win. It was a Kobe Yashima real. It really was. Right, but I, I will say something that bothered me a little bit about Lewis. And again, this is why I think that they're, they are, for the long term con, like the long game, they are setting Lewis up to be the tragic villain. And I and I always say it because like every step of the way Lewis is trying to be the better man. And and in a lot of ways he, he really is because he he knows he's trying to do it. He is the better man and it's a wonderful performance uh by the actor. Uh but I after watching the whole thing where he knew what the right thing to do was and all he had to do was tell Harvey. That's all he had to do. He had just to be honest, he's like, look, Harvey this is what I did wrong, and this, and I, I need to fix it because I thought my way of attack was this, this, or whatever. He had to be, he had to crawl to with his tail between his legs and say, "Look, I believe you." You know, my partner who you know was initially was against us, and then turned, you know, was fighting for Mike to come with me. We we messed up, and here's my tail between the legs, and and then Jessica to just knock him down like that because Lewis always looked up to Jessica. I, I feel and. I know. And that was a very humanizing moment for him. And, and like last season, when uh, like Harvey, him and Harvey had a little bit more of an, an understanding. I, I I think I feel last season, but he still is not. And I think Lewis understands that is that Harvey will not treat him as an equal. He never really will because Harvey doesn't really treat anyone as an equal. But I mean, he's even more downtrodden to Lewis in particular. And I think that Lewis knows that. Well, I think Lewis and Harvey have come a little bit away and shown some growth. I mean, even after the Mike thing, there were signs this week that Lewis understood and that they were going to be okay. Um, because Harvey's got out of his way to try to make it up to him. It's not like Harvey stole Mike's vow and then ignored Lewis. He went to Lewis and tried to make it up to him. And maybe he didn't say, I'm sorry, but it was implied. You know what I mean? It wasn't just screw Lewis and leave it. Right, but and because it's implied, was- though, I think that's what... Everything with Lewis, when it comes to Lewis, though, and this is why I feel that it's going it, to... It's wonderful storytelling. I feel that because it's all implied, that Lewis is going to get more hurt, more betrayed, more twisted by this. And, and we're... <laughs> I, 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 no, no, dude, I'm with you because I love... I love, love, love the character of Lewis, and I—he is my—I I mean, I love every character on that show. Actually, Jessica oh, is yeah. a character I'm not really fond of right now, just because. So she, that's right now. That's not forever. No, I understand that because in the first, like this last season, especially, you really were rooting for both of them, and then I, I don't get—I mean, I sort of don't really understand Harvey's side of it. I really don't. I, I'm talking about when the season started off, but mm-hmm. but then. To see Jessica keep making moves against Harvey the way she's doing, like yeah. they're making you not well, like. Harvey making moves against Jessica behind your back. Well, no, totally. both Oh, I I agree with that totally, and I I think it's pretty brilliant of the writers to actually make me dislike a character that I liked the previous uh, previous season. But I think that they're going to again. This could be like three seasons down the road, four seasons down the road, or it'll be the final season, whenever that might be. But I think that. They're turning Lewis to be the, the the guy that will that they will all have to be careful of because it's one of those, um, you know, you've done me wrong so many times. This is what's going to happen, and I think that Lewis will again come down to this season. I think every season will probably end with him 
being like the deciding factor. He'll be the oh, Darth Vader yeah, or Servius Snape of the big, the big whatever's going to happen. Until one point, it'll come down to that again in this the, in the final season, and he will flip the other way, and then they'll have to. Uh, granted, that's making a much bigger, grander scheme kind of thing than it probably really is, but. Um, well, I, and I really hope not. I mean, Lois has showed growth. I mean, with the whole Mike thing, when he, Mike's like, but you've promised to change before, and then you went back. And Lois said, I know, but I have grown. You know, and I felt like he had been. I agree. He didn't uh, react the same way he did last time. He's a dynamic character. So I, I don't think he'll be the main villain, uh, the primary villain in the end, and I really hope he doesn't. I'd rather see the end involve the firm teaming up, all of our main characters having to work together and finally making peace with each other than to see this go further downhill. And I think that's what they'll do. I don't think fans would put up with an evil Lewis at this point. Uh, I like, don't not, really... not ultimately. Right. Or, or the thing is, it'll be like how it was last season, but to a much grander scale, which is Lewis will be on the the bag guy, the antagonist's side, not maybe on purpose, where maybe he will be, but then he'll again be the deciding factor. I I think that Lewis is well, the wild already, card. They've already done that. I'd rather see Lewis be the mole, the one that sacrificed himself or puts himself in harm's way to save everybody else, because that is the type of nobility Lewis has. That is, uh, now see, I I think that would be that would be nice to see too. I would like to see that. Now, here's the thing though, and maybe it's because I like the act. I forget the actor's name. The guy who plays Darby. I think that oh, um, he's from Game of Thrones. something from Game of Thrones. Well, right. so is the new, um, the new client. She's from Game of Thrones. Right. Uh, it, by the way, how's, we both talked about this in person last time, I think, uh, or maybe we talked about it on the show, but uh, uh, Catherine, who plays uh, Ava, he- Ava Hessington, um, what do you think of her? Because we were both like sort of like, well, she did good, I, I guess. I, there's something I, I felt... Like we, I didn't think you felt as much as I did with that something was a little off in her performance, and maybe it's because I watched her in, as you know, Cat in Game of Thrones too much. But I mean, what did you? I think she was doing wonderful, and I, I love agree. that moment they had where they were sure that she was guilty, and then there was that part, that episode where everybody one by one came around to thinking she was innocent. I just thought that was wonderful. I agree. I agree a hundred percent because that to me was the. Uh, because uh, the first episode she appeared in, I thought I was just so used to her as the Game of Char- Game of Thrones character that I, I felt that she was a little stiff. And then mm-hmm. the second episode, when I watched it, I was like, "Okay, I'm really starting to get where where you know I'm starting to see the character now, and not her, the g- lady from Game of Thrones. I'm starting to see this new character, Ava Hessington." And, mm-hmm. and then the, uh, la- the la- episode when I watched it this morning was just heartbreaking to realize that yeah, she's a bad person. For some things, but you know, she would never. She's not a murderer. She's not a murderer, and I, I just really love that dynamic. And uh, I mean, I guess my question though is to you, big picture kind of thing. Do you think that Darby is up to something more devious when it comes to Harvey using Harvey, or? Well, oh yeah, I I wonder if he's just going to let Harvey and Jessica fight amongst themselves and then go in and pick up the pieces after the war is over. I I definitely think he's got ulterior motives. And I don't think he would ever, like, help Harvey for the sake of helping Harvey. He's got some reason he's helping Harvey, absolutely. Which right. will become clear probably in the second half of the season, going by patterns. Interesting, because I, I'm intrigued. But the thing is, it, like, I remember last year I, I, made, I called uh, Hardman doing what he did. 
I, I, which I'm, I gotta say, I'm, I'm a you little, did. I'm a little proud about that. But like, I'm trying to look at all the pieces. And I of, texted you and was like, oh my god, you totally called it off. Uh, the, I'm looking at all the pieces that they've laid out on the puzzle. I have no mm-hmm. fucking clue where they're going with this or what Darby could be after. So uh, I want to just give a big round of applause because I remember I said that to other uh, our, our mutual friend Alan, uh, uh, who I sometimes call Jimmy 2.0. I because I, he watches Suits too. I, I told him, I was like, this thing with Hartman, this is probably what's going to happen, like I said on the show. And he's like, no, it's not. I would have never thought of that. And then it, mm-hmm. I, let's be honest, I didn't think they would do it either. It was like a weird, random misfire uh, synapse in my yeah. brain. But, like, I have no idea where they're going with this, and I'm just, I'm very excited. And I love the drama that they're throwing into the show. Um, it, it's just simply, it's it's simply fantastic. I, I, I absolutely love it. Yes. Um, agree completely. Uh, and I, I would like to uh, before we uh, before we go, I'd like to just point out, uh, make a plea. You know what? I'll I'll, I'll no, I don't know. I don't want because I don't want to watch Parks and Recreation. But you'd probably feel the same <laughs> way. Uh, I mean, I, part of me does actually want to watch Parks and Recreation. You because- do too. You really do. Morgan loves it. You know a few shows Morgan loves. If Morgan loves it, you would love it. That okay. I mean, granted, she likes Sex in the City, though. Well, that's a good show. I know. Actually, I know. I I enjoy Sex in the City. Um, okay, I like. Okay, sure. as a guy, I like Sex in the City before anyone else did. Before they made a movie and before it's the show sort of sold itself out to become what it is now. I liked it before then. Mm. Which is it became all girl power, which is it was, but it was like a very dignified, like a let's seriously sort of talk about this in a somewhat funny way. And now it's just like, oh my god, oh my god, we're girls. Let's talk about everything in clothes and sex and shopping. And that's what the show is now to me. But the last season and the movies, I, I, I cry, I weep, I weep. Well, the first movie's so depressing. Well, yeah, so depressing. But I still feel like, oh my god, let's be depressing together because we're girls and we're hot and we're sexy in the city. Aww. I, I I'm sorry. I, I it really that that to me felt like what the real finale of the show. Sh- I, I I digress. That's not what I was. I was just gonna say. I I know I, I tried selling you on this last year, and I will also equally say you were right to not go for it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so that's what I'm saying. I'm coming to you with hat in hand, saying if you would get a shot, uh, I think you should give the season of necessary roughness a try. <laughs> oh God. There's political oh, intrigue. God. They've they've done everything. I'm so illegal. I I decided to give it a try because you begged me to, and I regret it giving that a first time. First time right. you ever recommended something to me and argued for it. That I was like, man, Nick's completely wrong on this. I right. And that's a really good track record. That's the only one I can think of that I, I've said that about. But still, it was not good. I right, see. I was. I again. I disagree on that. But I I understand like why you you weren't you weren't digging fairly legal. But necessary roughness though. Uh, they've completely changed. They they still see patients, but they've made. Uh, they've actually taken a lot of criticism that I've given the show. And actually, sort of mm-hmm. apply. I don't know. It, I don't think they're taking my criticism directly, but they had criticism that I probably maybe, are taking yours directly. Oh, yeah, of course. So. Oh, yeah, because you know I'm such a big so. wig reviewer. Uh, <laughs> you know, because I have. No, I, I'm not going to have time. If I have any time at all for anything, I'm going to be watching Boardwalk Empire and Royal Pains because those are shows I know I need to watch. Royal Royal Pains this season actually had. Okay, this is what I, I don't get. I watched some more Royal Pains this spring. I think I'm like. 
you're almost caught up. Uh, when was the last DVD you said I said it? No, I'm not caught up. No, I said I you're swear, almost. Did I finish the first half of season three, maybe? Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, you're, you're close. Yeah, I'm still behind quite a bit. Well, you're not whistling, Dixie, but, I mean, you're not you're not like season one. So I, I'm giving yeah, you some doubt. Every year I'll make a little bit of progress, just not enough to catch up. Well... I, I will say this about I'll, I'll say this about Royal Pains and Nesteria. As a grand, I like Royal Pains a lot mm-hmm. um, because they did like they were they did a breezy version of a continuing storyline um, every season. Mm-hmm. Necessary roughness, though, they would do maybe like two episodes at the beginning, two episodes at the end of the first season was the storyline, and then mm-hmm. second season was they had they threw TK in there a little bit more uh, with everything. And right when it was getting good, the, the show got supposedly canceled. But then they brought it back, and they completely mm-hmm. retooled it, which is she now works at and a... And John Yes, and there's a, the FBI's involved. There's a political intrigue of who's possibly ruining the country and all this. And, or not the country, the company. Is it, it Dick Cheney? Oh, okay. Well, well, the country. He, yeah, he's, he's ruining the country. But um, the FBI's involved, <laughs> and David Anders from Heroes and uh, probably mm-hmm. four other shows. I, I think oh, Alias. Oh, David Anders. Yeah, he's in the show as, uh, is he a bad guy? You know, once a good, upon a time these days. Yeah. Well, he's on there as a good guy or bad guy. You're still not sure yet. Same thing with John Stamos. Autumn Reeser's in it. Um, mm-hmm. And they all play bigwigs at this uh, PR firm uh, that handles sports clients. So TK's still in the show, but not in the same exact way. TK actually has... I- I'm just saying I, it surprises me. Like, they still do some of the Case of the Week stuff, but they've brought characters back like continuously, which is one of my main gripes, which is people don't have therapy once and it's over. They come right. back, or you mention them again, and like matter of fact, the episode I watched today is like, remember the, the, that the, the one movie star you that you did for us? Yeah, well, she's on Skype at eleven o'clock because you have her next session with her. You got to do that. Now, granted, they don't show it because there's more about well, who's trying to destroy the company and rat it out? You know, who's embezzling funds from the company? Mm-hmm. So they focus on that, but like, it's just oh wow, I I. I don't know. It's gotten really good, man, and I, I, I apologize if, if you watch it and it's another dud for you. I, I, I do apologize for that. But I'm just saying, like, I am completely surprised. I, I, no, I know I sold you on, on Fair Legal and I even told you last it's season. Not because of that. It's not because of that. It's just I know I don't have time. There's still shows from this regular TV season I haven't watched yet like that I love. Vampire Diaries, I haven't watched since October, and I love that show. Okay, so... Doctor Who, they've they've announced the new Doctor, and what are your mm-hmm. thoughts, sir? Um, love it. I really wanted them to go with somebody older, because, first of all, I don't really like Clara. I'm hoping she doesn't stick around that long. Sorry, going to lose Coleman. Um, but I was so tired of her being so flirty with the Doctor. When he's married to River Song, who I adore. And so I wanted them to go older so that maybe we wouldn't have the flirty relationship so much with well, the young companion. You never know. Maybe uh, maybe the doctor likes himself some young and ass. Doctor Who is not creepy. No, Doctor Who is not creepy. They do not make old man flirty with the hey, young girl. Sometimes old men need ass too, Jimmy. Maybe they need some uh, fine, yeah, voluptuous ass. They can get age appropriate ass. Like, I think <laughs> the new doctor will be great with River Song. I feel like they're definitely more age appropriate. I, I, I mean, I agree. I agree. I just, uh, I, I mean. And I like that actor. He's good. He's not an unknown. He's somebody familiar face. The only thing that annoys me is that he played such a pivotal part in Torchwood that it's like. <sighs> 
can't you get another new actor? Why do you have to reuse yet another Doctor Who alumni in a different role? Because Torchwood's a spinoff. So if you're going to play a big part in Torchwood, you should not be playing the Doctor. You know what I mean? He did five episodes of Torchwood, but it was the Children of Earth miniseries. Oh, no, and he yeah. was a pivotal character in it. He also was in the Doctor Who episode, The, Pir- the Fires of Pompeii. The same one with um, Amy, before she was Amy. Right. Which, that's very bizarre, isn't it? Um, that's kind of weird. But that one I forgive, because it's like a very minor guest spot. And you can always do something cheeky like they did when um, the woman who plays Gwen on Torchwood had been in Doctor Who, a single episode, like back in the early days. Mm-hmm. And when the Doctor encountered her when they did a crossover, they did a winky-type joke referencing that he had met her before. Like, as a different person in a different era. And it was a very tongue-in-cheek thing for the fans paying attention, but I liked it. But they can't do that with somebody that played such a pivotal role. True. He wasn't a one-time guest spot in Torchwood. But, he but, was a major character. But doesn't Moffat not really recognize uh, Torchwood? I don't care if he recognizes it or not. A lot of Doctor Who fans these days have seen Torchwood. Yeah, but I think that is important for the guy who runs the show and what's considering canon or not canon. Uh, I, I don't Torchwood's think, an official spinoff. I don't care. I, I yeah. understand that, Jimmy, but you know, sometimes showrunners and creators, they're a very fickle bunch. They just go, well, that's good, but I don't find it official. Or I, I'm not pulling from it. So he he completely ignores it. I don't agree with but that. They share characters. They share... Uh, that's frustrating. I mean, there have been a lot of characters that crossed over between the two. Martha did an arc on Torchwood. You know, Captain Jack was in an arc on Doctor Who. It's it's frustrating to me when they do stuff like that. But they don't care as much about continuity, and I guess they have a smaller pool of actors to draw from. And actually, Moffat said he considered making um, this guy the 11th Doctor and then decided to go with Smith instead. So this is like somebody he already had in mind, kind of. Well, uh, Neil Gaiman said, though, the other day that they offered a black British actor... Uh, the role before Capaldi this time, really? But, but he didn't. He turned it down. So then Capaldi was then brought in. So why did I just turn it down? Why? Why? I don't know why Mr. Elba put turned it down. I, I really Elba. Yeah, that's the only one they could have offered. The only, the only British black gentleman who should have been offered the role of Doctor Who. I agree, and I find that very sad that he didn't. And, I, my, my next question, though, would be, and this is this has no logic anything. That's very good. They offered a, a role to, the, to a black individual. My question is, if okay, if not black, but when when are we going to get a girl? When are we going to get a girl doctor? That's what John Berryman was really pushing for a female doctor. Well, yes, he he would. Um, I, I I love John Berryman. He cracks me the fuck up. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's a part of me that thinks he would just. He would absolutely love a, a girl doctor, and uh, and he does, but I just for weird reasons. I don't know why in my head I think that way. But, um, I mean, the man flirts with fucking everything. Boy, girl, alien. No, right, and I'm talking about outside the show. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited about the doctor. I agree with you. I think that uh, a little bit older, a little bit darker is exactly what the doctor ordered, so to speak. Oh, pun intended. Oh, they picked a really terrific actor. They, they really did, too. And uh, I didn't know this, but him and Craig Ferguson were in a band together. Really? Yes. Back in the, day, back in the I think, the late 70s, early 80s, they were in a band and dropped acid and did cocaine together. Oh, that's sweet. Right. So 
I like it because he already has tons of Doctor Who people on his show anyway, but I know for a fact he will probably get Capaldi on the show now. On a regular basis? Yeah, so on probably a regular basis. He's like, oh, chum, like some cocaine? No, I don't do that anymore. Well, neither do I. Oh, yay. And then they can talk about doc- they can talk about the doctor. Um, so, but no, I I really I really am pleased with what they've announced, and uh, I look forward to it. I, I can't I particularly can't wait for the fiftieth special. And I are they going to have the, the the doctor show up in the fiftieth special, or is it going to be after the fiftieth special? It's after because Smith's still doing the Christmas special after the fiftieth. That's right. Okay. So they won't kill off the Smiths. Doctor until the end of the Christmas special. Yeah. And then Capaldi will only get those couple of minutes of the Christmas. But I believe they're already in production on the Christmas, which is why they had to go ahead and announce it. Because it was going to be found out once they found that scene. Okay. I mean, it's just so hard to keep a secret at this point. I'm going to throw something out there, and you can disagree with me on this. And I'm probably very wrong, but here, here's, here's what I'm really saying. I think that the thing they're thinking about for the Christmas special is not really for the Christmas special at all. I really think it's for the 50th anniversary special. You know they're going to kill off Matt Smith like surprise? Oh, no, 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 no. Because the whole thing is, okay, look, look. David Tennant as the Doctor meets Matt Smith as the Doctor. And And John Hurt as the Doctor. And John Hurt as the Doctor. So why can't they also have him run into another version of the Doctor that we've not yet seen? They finished filming the 50th a while ago, though. True, but but maybe we just maybe this is how long they've been they've been fighting it, and maybe it's been kept under secret this long. Or maybe, no, no, no. Peter Capaldi has not been kept a secret this long. I, I, they were holding casting auditions recently. I, I don't know. Maybe there's a part of me that maybe they've held off filming like a part or something that's yeah. very casual in the back. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm pro- again, Jimmy, I'm probably wrong. I'm probably horribly wrong. But I'm just saying, if I was a betting man and, and who has no luck whatsoever, I'm probably very wrong and I'm okay with that. But if I was Moffat, mm-hmm. I would totally have put it out there. It's going to be in the Christmas special. But really, the scene that they've shot, that his first appearance, is really mm-hmm. a little background scene for the 50th anniversary that, lead, that leads to the bigger mystery of, oh my... The other doctor is coming. So. I mean, that would be cool, but I don't think it'll happen. I don't think well, so. I'm going to see if the 50th show is a true Matt Smith goodbye episode and not just some stupid standalone Christmas thing. Because most of the Christmas specials, and I know people like it because of this, are just standalone little charming seasonal things that don't matter. And the exception was the snowman this year, which was amazing and a large part of the continuity. But... Normally, Christmas specials don't matter, really. And I don't want that to be Smith. I want him to spend Christmas with maybe uh, Rory's father or something and make it matter. Yes, I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. I agree with that 100%. So we'll see. I mean, given the track record, they probably won't do it, but you never know. Well, we've talked about the doctor. We've talked about parenthoods and suits. I, uh... I think that's a good note to end on, sir. Good night, everybody. Get out of here without cheese! You're a creep! Go away! We're having a good time until you start up, cheapers!
Do have some coffee with cream or something because I'll tell you something. This is a happy place. What the fuck am I supposed to say? <laughs> what the song is that?